0: Section 30 of Narratives of Colored Americans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Darrell Nobles. Narratives of Colored Americans by Abigail Mott and M. S. Wood. Little Y there is a boy of tender years now in england whose story beautifully illustrates the loving care of god for an afflicted heathen child he is the son of an african chief and two or three years since you might have seen him playing about his father's and mother's yard as happy as the day was long no kid frisked so merrily no kitten was fuller of fun but little wa was deaf and dumb and soon his mother Bla, was to die and then his father tkwe was to be laid by her side under the palm tree god foreknew this and see how graciously he provided for the helpless orphan little wa was very fond of wandering from home and wherever he went whether to the huts of the natives or the houses of the colonists He was a great favorite, and everybody treated him kindly. He liked to sport about with those of his own age, and would amuse the tribes by the hour. Often he came to the mission station, and the missionary got quite attached to him, and encouraged him to stay, and gave him a white shirt, his first civilized suit. This delighted him, and kept him hovering around for a week together. Then off he trotted to the town. By and by he reappeared with his shirt dirty, and the missionary exchanged it for a clean one. He seemed so pleased to be with us, and was such a good boy, says the missionary, that pitying his sad case, I thought I would try to get him into my family. He asked his father, who was still an idolater, if he would let him keep him. His father said, Yes, you might keep him, if he could. He meant that Waugh was such a gad-about that no one could keep him. However, the missionary determined to try it. He had some new clothes made for him, bound with scarlet. He set him a stool to have his meal, and had his own plate and fork, and a smug corner to sleep in at night, and a warm blanket to wrap himself in now do you suppose that wa stayed with the missionary or that he ran away he stayed and he grew fonder and fonder of the missionary and the missionary of him whenever he ate his meals before tasting anything he would bend his head and shut his eyes and be still as if he was saying grace so also night and morning He would also drop on his knees and, for a time, remain in that attitude of prayer. Occasionally, he would go into the schoolroom and, sitting beside the girls, take a book and make believe that he was studying his lessons. The missionaries would frequently have him in the room and kneel down with him and pray God to teach him by His Holy Spirit and deliver him from all evil. God did indeed watch over him, and preserve him from danger, to which he was exposed. No lion was permitted to terrify him, and no scorpion or serpent was allowed to bite his bare feet. The angels had charge of him. When on account of his bad health, the missionary had to leave Africa for a season. He much desired to bring Little Lidawah to England with him. He had a talk with his father his mother was now dead, about it. He told him what Christian people had done in England for the deaf and dumb, what attention was paid to them, and how they were taught to write and read. He looked very serious and shook his head. I can't let him go, he said. I let his brother Weah go to New York, and he was buried there. I can't let Wa go. but." when he assured him that england had a milder climate than new york and that he would be apparent to him and that it was only the child's welfare he sought well he said i will consider it shortly after he called and said take him do with him what you choose he is yours so the missionary began at once to get him ready for sea he was fitted with red and yellow flannel smocks and trousers and when he saw the preparations and knew that he was going he jumped for joy at length the steamer hove in sight the captain agreed to charge a shilling a day for the coal scuttle as he called him so he was brought off with them in a boat through the surf and he bade adieu to the scenes of his infancy in better spirits than the missionary did but soon the rocking of the ship upset him he lay down sick on the deck. When he recovered, he became a great favorite with the passengers and crew. He had a wonderful power of mimicry, and he amused many with his imitations. Now he would act as he saw the monkeys or the chimpanzees act. Now he would mock the way in which the gentlemen walked when the vessel rolled. Now he would pretend to be preaching now he would dance as his country people do and now when a lady would be moving about alone he would run up to her and offer her his arm the officers would feed him with good things and let him sleep in their state rooms though he had a comfortable box of his own when the missionary arrived at liverpool little Wa was an object of curiosity to all His dark skin and his flaming-colored dress made him ridiculously conspicuous. The children in the streets followed him and gathered around the shop doors, pointing at him jeeringly. But whenever they were rude, the missionary said to them, He is deaf and dumb. And then they would say, Poor boy, poor little fellow. You may be sure he was in ecstasies at the sights. Such as he had never even dreamt of, especially he noticed the horses and tried to trot as they trot, and the sliders on the ice and When one tumbled down, he was convulsed with laughter. I have had him at my table, and he behaved himself like a gentleman, only he would open the whole plate of sandwiches to see which had the least mustard on it and When I presented him with a pear. He wanted to put it into his mouth-hole. It was decided that he should go into the Bath Deaf and Dumb Institution. The money, a large sum, was speedily raised by the ladies of Brighton. Far and wide contributions flowed. Little Waugh was loaded with presents besides. Indeed ladies began to be so kind to him that it was high time he was out of the way of being spoiled news of his father's death reached england by the next mail so now the missionary felt that little wa was wholly his and he took him to bath without any further doubt as to it being god's will for him before little wa left london he stole into the missionary's wife's sick chamber and seeing that several persons were with her he sat down quietly until they withdrew then he quickly touched her and then raising his eyes, he clasped his hands and, by other signs, gave her to understand that he wished her to pray with him. She did so. On getting up, he looked into her face, so bright and satisfied, and shook her hand to thank her. As he bade her good he signified that, after two days and two nights, he would come back to her, when the missionary was leaving him at the institution, and broke the intelligence to him that he must stay there a long while, little Wa was downcast for a moment, but he did not cry. He nodded his head bravely, and stood watching him at the door, until he turned the corner. A recent letter informed us, at first he showed considerable self-will, but was daily improving, If we recollect how short a time he has been under control at all, we cannot but wonder that the wild African is as tractable as he is. When he saw the handwriting of the missionary, the tears started and he pressed the envelope to his lips. Now, my dear young readers, does not this narrative prove that God thinks of children and loves them and cares for them? He is busy with the affairs of the universe, and yet he can turn from them to provide for a heathen mute. He deals in the high and holy place, and yet he can stoop to be a friend to this fatherless African boy. Who is a God like unto him? O give your heart to him, that you too may have his wings spread over you, and be able to confide in him for whatever you want. May Little almighty protector and all loving provider be yours, the family treasury. End of section 30.